Hi, it's Diwali today, the Indian Festival of Lights. And throughout this episode, you're going to hear firecrackers going off in the background. Some of them in single beats and some of them in staccato bursts. Diwali was the time that everyone used to get their bonuses and there was merriment and celebration. It's all there, but on a much lower scale this year. Obviously because COVID is still around. And when it comes to Diwali, it's also time for the bonus, which in India is an important part of how people spend their money. The first post in today's episode is the game of salaries. And what is this game all about? Winning is everything. Can you double your salary in two years? Fantastic. If you're playing for the short term, Match time is now. Then the pyramid narrows. The politics gets intense. Delivering on narrowly defined targets becomes the priority. And stress overtakes satisfaction. If you like that game, by all means, go ahead. It's what you were made for and you won't change your mind. But there's another game. The knowledge and skills game. It won't make you lots of money in the beginning, but over a period of, let's say, 10 years, it ages beautifully, like scotch. And then you won't have to exchange satisfaction for stress or worry that you're one step short of irrelevance. It's a hard game to play. No one sees the effort. No one gives you rewards and certificates on the way. It's like the seed breaking out of a rock looks impossible and suddenly one day it has achieved the impossible and you're on a firm footing because you've built depth not copy and paste wisdom salaries are a hot button topic on linkedin one upmanship it's not your employers you need to impress but yourself play like your life depended on it moving on We are looking at another post where there's been a consistent discussion in India about whether India needs to build its own semiconductor manufacturing capability and capacity. The post that set us off was a dialogue between an industry veteran and a bureaucrat who had a different point of view. So is India too poor to build a fab? Should India make its own semiconductor chips? Two fascinating points of view. PVG Menon, electronics and semiconductor leader. Semiconductor fabs are national technology infrastructure assets because they help to leapfrog the industry in terms of not just technology capability of making our own chips, but also in enabling the larger ecosystem. Think of concentric circles with the fab at the center and the ecosystem players like PCB, components, systems, etc. as each of the outer rings. Countries like Taiwan, South Korea and USA have long ago realized this and moved to support their own companies in this manner. So has China. Srinivas Murthy, the director of D4X Technologies Private Limited. I was part of a state government effort for a fab Look at the economics from a state's point of view or a state's perspective. A decent sized fab needs 800 acres of land 
of this the plant will be just 200 acres and rest is for growing trees from the OPH water discharged from the fab. Second, you need about 1 million liters of pure drinking water per day. Third, close to $1.2 billion of investment. Final nail in the coffin, the employment potential is just about 600 to 800 people. And demand in India should match capacity. All complex issues. Here's the post that started the debate. The final post for the day. We are butterflies. Have we forgotten immersion? There's an endless set of delights, visual and oral, and we flit from one to the other. Or was it always this way, even before we got hooked to mobile phones? Did we have obsessive behavior earlier? Of course. Waiting for a train, we check our watches every minute. With phones, it's far more noticeable. Something more delightful, enjoyable or exciting is just a swipe away. And before we've even experienced it fully, we are up in a way mentally. We may be sitting in our chairs or taking a walk, but our minds are in constant flight, lightly landing on one shiny object and seeking the next one. The phantom mobile phone vibration syndrome is acknowledged as real. But Robert Rosenberger, an assistant professor, says that this is nothing new. He gives an example. If you wear spectacles regularly, you forget at times that they are on your nose. The phone is so close to you all the time that you forget it's there. A vibration close by is interpreted as a message. Happens all the time. Even a bar of music on TV can sound like the phone ringing. Have we changed? Or were we always like this? I leave you to think about this on this Diwali evening. Greetings of the season and thank you.